brands are nothing more and nothing less uh, than uh, tools to meet our needs. We were first uh, facing our needs for survival and um, security. Then we went on to the image, belonging, uh, prestige. But now we are at the top. We have to tackle the self-transformational and self-actualization as, as pending needs, as, as crying needs within the humanity. Hi, I'm Amelie de Marcelli, Academic Director for the IE Center for Health, Wellbeing and Happiness. And this is Resetting Homo Sapiens, a podcast created and led by IE students, where we talk to pioneers who are passionate about life and resetting the ways in which we lead our existence and organizations. Welcome to our show, and more importantly, enjoy the ride. My name is Carlotta Getsch, and today I'm having a conversation with Susanna Nikiforova, changemaker, a brander, and an author. With more than 10 years of experience in brand management and marketing, Susanna took a somewhat unexpected turn as she wrote an MOA branding, Conscious Business Paradigm for a Sustainable World. In her book, Susanna proposes a radical shift in the way we do branding by intersecting it with systems thinking. The result are two pioneering methodologies, NimoA branding and brand systems leadership. Together, we explore why Susanna felt inspired to reset branding and how her innovations might help us serve higher needs of humanity. Susanna was one of our guests at the Happiness Week that took place between the 22nd and the 26th of March 2021, sponsored by the IE Center for Health, Wellbeing and Happiness. If you missed it, fear not and check out our Instagram at IE underscore happiness underscore center to learn more about our initiative and keep updated for next year's event. Without further ado, Let's dive in. Welcome, Susanna. I'm very happy to have you here on the Resetting Homo Sapiens podcast. I'm very um, honored and happy to be your guest, Carlotta. I have to say that I was very, very happy when I found you and I found your beautiful book, Animoe Branding, a conscious business paradigm for a sustainable world. And before we start exploring Animoe, I actually want to explore a little bit of your background. So for me, I, 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 I really feel like you come from a very intriguing uh, background. And I'm curious um, to explore this with you. And also, if you were always fascinated and intrigued by brands, right? So if you could share a little bit of your, of your journey growing up. Actually, my story... Um, started, my life story started in a country that doesn't exist anymore. Um, it was called uh, Yugoslavia. And it was a country um, which collapsed into six, seven, eight countries that exist today. So that my homeland, once my homeland, was a very pioneering country where um, 
we kind of lived what we aspire today. And that is social well-being, uh, the abundance of nature. Uh, we enjoyed the simplicity of life. Um, and my childhood was actually um, health, well-being and happiness integrated together and taken as something very normal. Mm. I never thought about that, actually. But once I lost that, when my country disappeared, I kind of lost myself. And after changing a lot of cultures and social systems, I went on a personal self-transformational journey to find all those answers to my questions and to find the meaning of life, actually. What is my place in life? Mm. And that resulted to a lot of uh, insights, to a lot of uh, reflection, reflection, and I would say a lot of learning, which ended up at the field of my uh, passion and actually my profession, which is branding. <laughs> yeah, that is my story, um, which was really living the values uh, of brotherhood, unity, solidarity and enjoying the happiness of humanity on a collective level I would say mm -hmm. not my personal own. it's it's funny that you um touch on the three pillars of health well-being and happiness those are actually the pillars of of our center at IE and and the resetting homo sapiens podcast and I'm studying communication myself, so I'm very interested in your background in, in communication and branding. Um, do you think that when you started as a brander, as a marketeer as well, uh, that you were prioritizing those three pillars in your, in your practice? Uh, no, 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 not, uh, certainly not. Uh, because um, I was learning uh, from books uh, which were driven um, by another intentions. Uh, actually, our marketing, communication, branding is set up uh, in the former industrial era where we have been driving growth. Mm. And the main focus was um, how to do more and more and more, actually how to grab the attention uh, to sell. So mm. it was the business intention behind brands. And I agree upon that. We needed to develop uh, our companies, our world, and uh, the industrial era brought a lot of good. Uh, I mean, we have a very modern life today, thanks to that. But <laughs> where there is a light, there is always a shadow. Mm. So I would say that um, this intention with in branding and communication that marketing school, I would say, traditional marketing school, is driven by business and driver. Mm -hmm. And we are conditioned to do that, that way. And what um, Anima Way brings, and we are going to go yes. on these questions later on, I know, but I cannot not answer now. Anima Way shifts the intention mm -hmm. uh, of uh, one different way of using brands, different way of communicating, mm -hmm. different way of relating, because we have changed the world. We live in another era, and that era demands different approach. So let's go there. Uh, <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to talk about Animoe. Um, walk us a little bit 
through your that journey of 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 making that realization, seeing with new eyes this world of branding. Uh, what happened inside of you that uh, catalyzed this or provoked this change, change in yourself so that you then uh, created the Nimoe movement and, and started changing branding? Actually, um, I was working uh, in that region of mine, which is called the Balkans in Europe. And... I have been pioneering many things in my life. I mean, it was, you know, it was a socialist uh, country and then it was transitioning to capitalism and uh, marketing was present in, in, in our area. It was not like in the communist country. We did have marketing, but not that salient, not that uh, developed like in the capitalist countries. And I was fascinated with marketing when, because I was studying economy and then uh, I discovered marketing and marketing brought me the brand. Okay. And the most important thing that I there I discovered was the psychology behind uh, that is used in our profession. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's triggered my passion. That was my core driver to, to love marketing, I would say. But at that point of time, I was not aware at all that we use um, manipulation when we work, actually. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it started then. And then I was um, pioneering branding consultancy in that region. You can imagine it's like a science fiction. And then um, I introduced um, a course in um, the University American College in my uh, home, uh, home city. And so I was um, teaching uh, brand management to bachelor and master students. And by teaching, I understand the vital, important role of a professor mm-hmm. to inspire human souls. And who is the most prone to, to accept inspiration? It's you, the young people. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started to love that. And that brought me... Uh, to the doctoral uh, studies and I went to Belgium uh, I enrolled a very um, reputable uh, business school where I uh, was a PhD student but the things didn't turn as I planned them to turn it was not my mistake I would say it was not an error Uh, it was actually my PhD supervisor decided to leave the university Mm. and he, he, he moved to another country and then seeking a replacement uh, supervisor was actually a mission impossible mm-hmm. because I was a systems thinker exploring this area of branding mm-hmm. with systems approach and that is something very pioneering nobody mm-hmm. has ever done it let me let me interrupt you there to perhaps mm. clarify a little bit of these concepts um, I know yeah. that not a Perhaps not everyone listening to this is familiar um, with all the terminology we're using. So if you could provide some clarification on, you know, uh, what is the essential difference between marketing and branding, for example, and then this, we're going to introduce systems thinking. So I think we could even start there in in branding and and marketing. Okay. So um, I would say that marketing is... um an economic concept that we have developed in the past uh, to meet our needs of uh, 
grabbing attention, telling our stories, and finalizing with sales. So we needed to sell the products and then we had to make stories around and to communicate all the offers. And it's, uh, we invented marketing. But also branding we needed because um, branding, I see it, um, it has been born within the marketing. So it was kind of a little ghetto within the city of marketing or a little quarter. But then with the evolution, branding uh, has enlarged, enlarged, enlarged. And now it's branding who is encompassing almost the entire organizational life. Mm -hmm. So this evolution is crucial to be understood in order to start to differentiate what is marketing and what is branding. Today, I absolutely agree with you that it's a total uh, mixture and we do not know and no, none of my professors knew the answer of this question. What, mm -hmm. is, what is their common link and what separates them? So I'm doing that in the book and uh, in a metaphoric way, of course, uh, because it, it is the field to be researched in the future. Mm -hmm. But um, with my own metaphors, I try to kind of make the distinguish what is branding and what is marketing. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I was, I shared with you, I shared this with you before, the first time I was introduced to branding, uh, uh, something something touched me and light up in me in that moment uh, precisely because of what you're saying in, in when i'm learning marketing concepts it's all about how to market those products how to create communication campaigns with the ultimate purpose of driving sales right but yes. the first thing we learned in our branding class was we do not talk about price or sales in here this is not about price or sales this is about you creating a persona almost like a personality for your brand. And so uh, I very much, you touched the, uh, on psychology, you know, and a lot of the methodologies touch on archetypes of young, for example, not young necessarily, but this idea of archetypes and 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 what is it that, that you are, how are you being of service to the world? How are you helping your, your target audience? Uh, so definitely I, I, I too, as, as a branding and communication student, relate a lot to to your words and now i'm curious to and let's introduce here the systems thinking so when did you start thinking about intersecting branding with systems thinking this is an interesting question actually i was i just finished the doctoral research where we didn't uh, touch systems thinking at all um, but then i i was in my um, self-transformational journey you know personal transformational journey i was um it's, it's something that, that catches each one of us. Huh? So it's, <laughs> we are in another era where the, the vibrations are changing. And, uh, and actually, we cannot escape that. It's the evolution of humanity. So I was in my um, vortex of uh, personal transformation. I was also aspiring to be a Kundalini yoga teacher. And so you, I was diving in all those, uh, you know, in the inner world, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then I was reading such literature. So I was uh, reading um, a lot of um, beautiful um, writings of, of uh, contemporary, um, I would say, leadership uh, researchers. Mm -hmm. And 
the books that I was reading and and that they were coming in my hands actually talked about systems thinking. They were talking about uh, systemic change. Those are books like Theory U from Otto Scharmer. Those are books like um, Synchronicity from uh, Jaworski. So uh, Peter Senge also, you know. And then I started to see uh, what I was seeing in my research was elaborated in a kind of a different way there. And then I, I, I was passionate to learn as much as possible about systems thinking, what is that? And then when I mastered the methodology, then I applied in my uh, own uh, research uh, in branding. So the outcome is brand system leadership, the new concept, the new paradigm that I have uh, crafted and which is to be presented to the world now. So what is it? What is brand systems leadership? Brand systems leadership is actually, um, I would say, the evolution of uh, brand management or brand leadership. It's we go one step higher towards um, system uh, systems view of life. So there is a change of the worldview. The old worldview in the industrial era was mechanical, machinist. You know, we we, we were mechanically seeing. Even the human beings were the human resources, you know, and everything what we were doing was had to be measured. And, and it's still like that, actually. Um, and it had to be so the human beings, we were not uh, observed as 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 and human as human beings, I would say we were resources. So it was like that in that era. But now everything has changed and now we are turning to our core nature. So we discover human being in a sense of uh, we have mind, we have consciousness, there are different types of consciousness, there is biological and intellectual consciousness. So then we have mind, which is embodied mind, we have a relational mind. So all those new concepts had to be put into the framework of my research in order to tackle what it is there deeper uh, into the roots. And so I can elaborate more. Actually, you know, Carlotta, what, what, what I managed to do is actually to elaborate the phenomena of brands. Mm -hmm. That was never done. We didn't know actually phenomenologically what it is a brand. And uh, the book is giving the answer about that. Uh, yes, it's actually... Um... Interesting that our previous episode, we were actually discussing this idea of, of this concept of systems thinking, right? How um, in the past we thought that huma humanity was separated from nature, right? Uh, but really we are part of nature. So really seeing this deeper dimension or all these layers of brands, right? Because brands are, are creations of human beings, right? And they have an influence uh, the the stories we tell about brands, what brands are in our psyches, have an influence in 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 how we think about the world, how we perceive the world, right? And so, definitely, I think it's very interesting, you know, that you really try to evolve this the the branding theory and and talk about things like designing a brand, managing a brand, but also leading a brand, right? And definitely, definitely, this coherence and and this systems view of 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 branding and brands i think has a lot of potential to really elevate business and inspire people and organizations to be more conscious and sustainable it is about time yeah. we we do that actually i would like to is 
give a little explanation behind all of that because it will sound very bizarre and abstract to the listeners. So um, go ahead. But to 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 research consciousness is very difficult, and um, my book I, I in my book I mention a lot uh, one a Russian pioneer in the field of uh, psychology and human cognitive development. His name is Lev Vygotsky, and he actually researched consciousness with the help of psychology. So actually, what Anima Way Branding Book is doing is researching consciousness with the help of branding. So I didn't know that. It was a surprise to me. But then it's an initiation of this process, I would say. And so how would you, I know this is a tough question, but how would you, what does consciousness means to you? Because I, 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 I ask this question a lot and I get several different answers. So what does it mean to you, consciousness? Consciousness. So me, so um, I understand it as part of our human nature. Um, so um, we have mind, we have body, we have soul and spirit. And within this mind of ours, there are things, there are layers. And uh, within its embodied part, we have that embodied consciousness, which is um, biological. And even the animals have this consciousness. You know, they, 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 they are programmed to eat, to, to sleep, to, to, to protect, to, to love, and all those biological, elementary, essential properties. And they are present in human beings also. But then, what, dif- what distinguish us, humanity, human beings, from the animals is the level of another type of consciousness, which is called intellectual or expanded consciousness. Lev Vygotsky calls it uh, intellectual consciousness. And uh, Daniel Siegel, for example, talks about uh, uh, other aspects and, and other, other, other uh, contemporary authors that I'm mentioning in the book are talking about, let's say, extended consciousness. So nevertheless, it's a terminology of a uh, different name, but what is, it, what, it, what is it? This relational part of consciousness or relational mind of Daniel Siegel or this extended consciousness is something that is beyond us. Is somehow we develop it, but it's also part of the other people. So we are kind of uh, interconnected within this relational part of the mind. And we are interconnected within this extended consciousness. So whenever a person goes on that journey of uh, evolution, maturity, we gather more and more our perception enlarges, you know? We have a larger perception and with larger perception comes wisdom and more extended consciousness. So I would say this consciousness, if you understand it, in a nutshell, is something like awareness uh, that we have or access to a certain um, collective intelligence or a higher universal intelligence or, or, or universal consciousness. So again, it's a tautology if I use again the same word, but it's something that you access and you, you get the knowing which is beyond your own cognitive uh, learned knowing. So I don't know, it's a bit, maybe it sounds strange, but that's how I can elaborate it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it makes me think, you also mentioned Maslow Pyramid of Needs, it makes makes me f- uh, think of the self-actualization of 
of Maslow. It makes me think of um, the self-individuation process of journey of Carl Jung. Uh, so it's funny that we have all of these different names, you know, and you have the more scientific view, you have the more spiritual view, but at the end, it's all about, you know, activating or reaching that collective intelligence, right? Right. And if I say, if I say, if I use a quote from uh, Jung, because uh, we both uh, obviously love him. So he says, our knowledge as human beings about anything at all is conditioned by the capacities and limitations of our consciousness. And Carlotta, we are in a knowledge society economically. And the main value comes from innovation, which derives from knowledge. Can you imagine now how important it is that we raise our consciousness, that we really nurture our extended consciousness, that we learn how to tap into the collective intelligence, that we actually become pros for human relationship building and aligning uh, humanity and really, um, because you cannot reach the universal consciousness only from individual, you have to go through the group consciousness. So definitely in front of us is another journey uh, where we have to learn how to interrelate one to another in a loving and kind way and uh, how to help each other to raise the consciousness, um, to elevate it actually uh, at a systemic level. And this is what we have to teach in the future. That's it. And to learn. Mm -hmm. And so we painted this beautiful scenario. <laughs> now what, practically speaking, if you can, at this moment, practically speak, uh, what does an Animaway brand look like? Animaway brand, you know, um, I would say this, brands are nothing more and nothing less uh, than uh, tools, okay? Mm. So they're business tools, they help us in business to uh, achieve our goals and to meet our needs. So you mentioned the Maslow Pyramid, we were first... Uh, facing our needs for survival and um, security. Then we went on to the image, belonging, uh, prestige. But now we are at the top. We have to tackle the self-transformational and self-actualization as, as pending needs, as, as crying needs within the humanity. So now we have to learn how to address them. And that's uh, very important, I would say. Um, and the role of Anima Way brands is actually to do that. So uh, any brand is a tool, business tool, but brands are also social tools because they interact with the social, the social fields, with the social, uh, with the people around. And so... Mm -hmm. um, um, this is very vital. So they are social tools, they are psychological tools, they influence the human cognitive development and, and I elaborate that in the book. Um, so and it, uh, it's very important, the brander who is creating the brand, what is the level of the brander's consciousness? Because it will set the whole design of the brand and how it will influence. And I say there is a boomerang effect. So we, we spread out the brands into the world with the intention that is within us, brand creators, and our level of consciousness and our, uh, decides 
what will be the outcome. And then the outcome comes back to us also, influences through the relational part of the, of the mind, which is, this is really a little bit of more uh, tough topic to, to be uh, assimilated immediately at the first ball, I would say, in our discussion. But yeah. one has to really dig deeper into this philosophy uh, and science to understand it. But very simply, simplify everything, I would say that um, animal way brands are the brands who will be the change agents in the society, who will really change the society, who will change the mm -hmm. attitudes, the beliefs, the, um, the aspirate, the they will have different intentions. They will be created uh, with another, uh, to meet another needs. And therefore, animal way brands uh, demand um, a conscious approach to doing branding. Mm. Um, that's beautiful <laughs> a little bit you can say it's idealistic you know mm -hmm. and I, I, I yeah I think it's it's what we were you know it's what you said I think it's the evolution right um, but I, I do want to touch on something that you you said before you you mentioned the, that when you were beginning to practice branding and marketing you were not aware of the the dimension of manipulation right and so aren't you concerned that with this new knowledge of of, system, of system, how of how brands are living systems right that it can also be used you know to even further that the industrial area like the thought of the industrial era and and growth uh without without limits isn't that so with any innovation mm. you know any innovation who was brought into existence i believe that the innovators had very positive intentions but how they were used you know, the innovator doesn't have a control upon this process. It's the matter of, of those who are using, it's a matter of humanity, how much it has and raised its consciousness actually to use it properly. Yeah. So tool is a tool, but how you use it, you know, it's very important. So mm -hmm. um, I agree with you that uh, there are branders who even now speak about um, the absolute efficiency of our branding actions when we uh, encompass consciousness within, when we tackle all those subliminal, and I would say the deepest roots within a human being. So here you're maximally efficient when you do something and, and you, 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 you tackle those, those um, so sensitive parts of, of a human being. But you know, if anima way brands are really created from change makers who really aspire for creating a better world, who really wants to see the world in a more sustainable shape, and um, then I believe um, it will get it will bring us a lot of good. So I am with a very positive and noble intentions in this. Yes. How it will be used, I don't know. Actually, I haven't. I cannot control that process, but I know that I am actually the change agent uh, that will really aspire for this uh, goodness, beauty, and truth. I would say. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's uh, we are human beings, and we are conditioned with many things. 
So this conditioning is, 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 is so strong that we cannot escape it. But once you work on your inner world and, and you, you raise your consciousness, I would say, you absolutely become, uh, you cannot manipulate. You cannot. It's absolutely against your nature. It's against your values. Mm -hmm. It's against your basic principles. So you are really, uh, with the elevation of consciousness, I would say, we seek other, um, we, we adopt another values and we seek other mm -hmm. outcomes. We, we, we really are not anymore interested in the outcomes, but of the nature of the solution. You know, what is the nature of this solution, we will say, and not only what are the outcomes. So this is a very big shift, you know. So I would say that um, this is an evolution and this is a natural process. And, and it's just in the, any pioneering thing is just in, in its own beginning. And then it will unfold, it will evolve, and, and it will get its shape in the future. But it has to be released, huh? It has to go exactly. out to bring goodness in the world. And our last question, we ask this question to every guest after talking about how to reset branding. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you, what is your personal reset button? So when you feel like you have, it is time you reset or regenerate yourself, what is your go-to um, tool? Resetting myself goes actually within this inner world uh, where I try to, to just be, you know, to state, to enter into the state of being and not thinking or doing. So just being and then comes the blessing of, of, of uh, I would say, relaxation and being uh, authentic and natural and being you I would say and so I am a kundalini yoga teacher also I practice kundalini at home and I like it very much it's a very nice uh, instrument to reset yourself yeah and also something else which is uh, which is my new fashion it's that I love um, I'm 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 um, grabbed by the Korean wave you know There is a um, okay. terminology called Korean wave, and that's um, the there are Korean dramas. I love them, and I watch them on Netflix. and And it's my cookie, you know. <laughs> it's my it's my cookie. I love them, and and I was thinking a lot. Why do I like them very much? Why do I am grabbed by this uh, Korean wave? And and I think that the deeper reasoning why comes from that that in the creation of those. K-dramas, you know, there is so much raw humanity. Mm. There is no, um, that, uh, there are no gloves, you know, that much. There is no uh, bubbles around it. You watch, and, you, and if you, have you ever watched a Korean drama? It's, it's, it's very slow. It's like mm. you are in, in a real situation, in a real life. So it goes slow and then you can feel the emotions of the actors And, uh, and you really can enter inside and, and feel what they feel. And, and actually, I would say the fast way of the Western, let's say, uh, movies uh, cannot compare to that. And, and, and I love to relax also with gay drums. <laughs> down, getting back down to the earth, okay? To the outer world. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I love it. I think it was the most original reset button so far. Kundalini yoga and Korean exactly. drama. Exactly. <laughs> so very, very crazy combination, I would say. <laughs> so I'm, I'll end it there. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure having a chat with you and all the best luck with Animoe. If you want, you can also tell us where to find Animoe and we'll add it to the description of this episode. Actually, Animoe branding the book is uh, available on Amazon. Uh, it can be bought and um, um, uh, also Animoe is a change making education academy and consultancy is about to start soon. So I think that um, it will come its own, in its own pace. And I'm very happy that uh, I have spoken about it now with you. Thank you, Carlota, for the invitation. Thank you for coming. Resetting Homo Sapiens is created by our wonderful and talented team of students who relentlessly contribute to the IE Center for Health, Wellbeing and Happiness. To learn more about our work or to join our movement, go to our Instagram, IE Happiness Center, or look for our website, IE Center for Health, Wellbeing and Happiness. I'm Amelie de Marcelli. Thanks for stopping by.